So, Dad, LZ and Cap, know what you need to know here because we've got something on Twitter that you probably need to know anyway, but I don't know how real it is or not. But there is a report, LZ, uh, from a German news outlet, okay? Mm. <laughs> so, we got to take this all with a grain of salt is all I'm saying, okay? I don't know the validity of this. I don't know what the hell is going on, but a German outlet is saying that Dennis Schroeder of the Lakers, who's German, Mm-hmm. is signing an extension the next 10 days and that the Lakers aren't done making moves. Of all players, it says here, Harrell could be the most likely to get traded if the Lakers were to make a move. Now, again, I don't know if any of this is true, but I'll tell you this, LZ. You and I have been doing this long enough to know that occasionally some of the stuff that gets reported overseas about the NBA first can be something that does come to fruition. So I don't want to summarily dismiss it because we've had these situations happen in this sport before. Well, I have to remind people that while many of us believe we're in the greatest nation in the world, we're not the only nation in the world. And while many of us believe that Woj and his bombs are the best Woj bombs and NBA breaking sourcing of anyone, there is a Woj in Germany and there's a Woj in France. (laughs) So maybe we're reading their version of Woj, and this is actually a German Woj bomb. Yes. Of, well, I, didn't of sorts. Underst- I didn't understand the, the tweet earlier in the day from Montrez when he said, think it's time I call it quits to everything and everyone. And I tweeted back like, yo, dog, you okay? Like, what's up, man? You need to talk that, or something? That's like, what's so up? nice of you. That's so nice of you, Scott. I'm sure he's going to just open up and tell you everything. It was a weird out. tweet to <laughs> but just I, put out there in, in the stratosphere at Well, at least I was offering a shoulder, LZ. That's yeah, all I'm yeah. saying. Man. It was an east shoulder. Yeah. It wasn't right. a real one. <laughs> it was an east shoulder. Um, well, if you look at that tweet, though, after the other tweet that was sent a couple of days ago in which he said, and I quote, this all-star break has really showed me a lot, exclamation point, all caps in life, exclamation point. So maybe he is someone they've come to and said, you know, you may or may not be here. Maybe. I don't know. Like, we're reading, like, in between the lines here. You know? I mean, well, it's not our fault. He's being cryptic. Right. To yeah, say this you- all-star break has showed me a lot in life, and then to follow that up with, think it's time I call it quits everything and everyone, then, then, yeah, there's there's some things going on, and we're not quite sure what they are. We know he had a very difficult uh, summer um, with the passing of, I believe, his grandmother. Correct. And obviously, he was very um, pained by that, as you know anyone would be who's close to a family member who passes away suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if he's just in an introspective phase or not, but uh, he certainly has taken the time to express something. Uh, introspective on Twitter these past couple of days. Yeah, what's he trying to say? Who's he trying to say it to? And, um, you know, you can imagine that you leave the Clippers and go to the Lakers and there's all this excitement. Like, you're joining the champions, you're joining LeBron, and everybody that talked before the season started about how much better the Lakers were on paper and what his contribution was going to be, and at times he's played really well. And if, if, Someone has talked to him or his agent about the possibility of being traded and him sitting back going, I can't believe this, man. I, I went to the Lakers. I thought I was going to be a big part of this. Now all right. of a sudden you're talking about trading me. I mean, that's, I mean, maybe that's what he's talking about here. Like he's pissed off because he thinks, hey, I feel like I was maybe, maybe I was lied to. 
Well, and, and let's add this layer into it. When Anthony Davis was healthy, he was playing 25 minutes a night. Since Anthony Davis has not been healthy, he's playing 20 minutes a night. And it, it feels like, and I don't feel like I'm talking out of school here because we all watch the damn games. It feels like, particularly in the fourth quarters, that the coach doesn't trust him because he doesn't play defense the way the coach would prefer someone at that position plays defense. So maybe, LZ, it could be just as simple as this isn't the fit we thought it was going to be. Well, listen, I don't know what they were trying to do when they signed him. Because if they thought he was going to be a backup center, then that's just that's not Trez's fault, right? No, no, no. Agreed, agreed. So, so I'm like, so if they're trying to make him something he's not, and they're frustrated that he's not what he never was, then that's on us. But I think Trez has had a fine season. I yes. believe I believe that Trez is a valuable part of this team, and I believe as long as Trez is allowed to play in a, in a position in which he can be successful, we will be successful. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be hurting if we're trying to make him something that he's not. Correct. But what is going on in this guy's mind? You know, like he's when you start to send cryptic tweets, who are you talking to? What are you trying to say? Is the person who you know should be on the receiving end getting what you're trying to put down? And this cryptic stuff... It's got me wondering, like, what's going on, man? Because, LZ, yeah. you, your point about, you know, where he might be emotionally in his real life, not in his basketball public life, you know, what's what's weighing on him that he's saying this versus uh, either just saying what's really on his mind or just not saying anything? I let's wonder what he's really up. trying to say. Let's open it up to the phones. I'd love to hear how people feel about the fit with Montrez Harrell. And, and I'm curious to see how Laker fans feel about that at 877 877- 710 ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's go to the phones, though. Anthony's been holding on patiently. I think he wanted to talk about our French fry conversation. Uh, But feel free to talk about the Lakers if you'd like as well, Anthony. But what do you got? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey, Hey, uh, Wiener Schnitzel. Have you guys ever tried their fries? Oh, I have not. But my wife says that the the food there is excellent, that there is not a bad thing on the menu. You're kidding me. Because yeah. when I even um, just drive by one, when I drive by one, they're like those little old A-frame places. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I look at them yeah, and I'm yeah. like, God, I would never go there. Yeah. Why? But they, and they give you your fries in a large cup. Right. Does that yeah. make them taste better? <laughs> yeah, way better. Right. More salt. Okay. Right. That right. place Wiener has stomach schnitzel. issues written all over it for Greg. Yeah. Der Wiener Schnitzel. Like, that's like the real name. Like, when I see it, I drive by Der Wiener Schnitzel. And then I'm just driving by and I go like this Der Wiener Schnitzel. Like, I just say it over and over again Der Wiener Schnitzel. You mean like you just did? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just say it over We're going to hear this on an open soon. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. Anthony, thank you, buddy. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Fries in a cup taste better. You drink I mean, them. do they? I mean, look, man, you know, there are certain things that taste better in different um, in a different casing. I would agree with that. Like, I think I don't drink soda very much anymore, but I think that or at all, really. But I do think that a bottled soda, like in a glass bottle, tastes way better than a can. Glass bottle or plastic bottle? Do you mean bottle bottle or do you mean specific? No, no, glass glass. bottle. Glass glass bottle tastes Glass bottle tastes way better, I yeah. think, than anything else. So the 
one of the restaurants at the Burbank Airport, because of COVID, is serving all of their cocktails in plastic, you know, glasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the martini is just nasty in those glasses. Mm-hmm. And I know intellectually that makes no sense at all. But when I ordered the martini and he came out in a plastic cup, mm-hmm. I was like, am I in college? Right. Is this a right. solo red right. cup? I just a ordered a martini. Right. right, right. It tastes different. You're 100% right. A martini comes in a martini glass. Okay, and and there's the way of holding it. There's a way of putting your lips on it. The same is true for a soda bottle. It's not really that the soda tastes better than the can. It's just that you like the experience of holding the bottle. You think of the Mean Joe Green commercial when you were a kid. You like your lips on the bottle. Right. Same soda, better receptacle. Right, right. I just think glass soda tastes better. Bergman, are you in on that? Glass soda tastes better? Yes, absolutely. It does taste better. Don't yeah. drink soda right now unless it's ginger ale for your stomach. No, you me. definitely can. Yeah, ginger ale. A little Canada dry. You know, all maybe Verner. Schweppes. I'm all in. Have you tried no, using Schweppes. like some have you tried using like baking soda and like and like a teaspoon of baking soda and like water? Yeah. I haven't tried anything, so I'm down to try so that. So you're just on the toilet? You haven't even considered trying to address, like, address yeah, it? Yeah, like, hold on. Oh, Let's just, start just, there. Hold on, no, no. That's okay. a good po- question. Let's start here, okay? Like, just to Elsie's point, you have been pooping for m- multiple times a day, right? More yep. than you do normally. Correct. Um, and you, you, you have talked about these stomach issues. And for how, how long has this been going on for? Oh, this is day three, yeah. Yeah, day three, you probably should have seen a doctor by now, but you haven't even tried to remedy this? Well, I have tried to remedy a little bit where I'm, I'm not eating very much. Like, I'm, I'm eating healthier. I'm Yet more, you're more still salads. pooping a lot. Yeah, maybe it just needs to all kind of flow through, you know? I'm just trying to see if it all goes away. Well, think about that three days of flowing through. I mean, think about what kind of garbage is inside your body and your intestines. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I don't even want to talk to you right now. That's, that's fine. I mean, I'm afraid I may get it. You already you got Michael Thompson getting you afraid of germs, so it could very easily get to I you. I mean, LZ, how do you, do you would you go three days of feeling any kind of way, like before you make not even like remedy the situation? I don't understand, Greg. I just don't. Like I would have addressed it second day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yesterday was second day. I, I thought it would go away, and then I was like, okay. But it didn't go away. Day. No, and now it's not a way right now. So I, you know, it's you've, I'm you've get basically it been out. you've been pooping since the All Star game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it was that. I'm watching that. Made you yeah. sick. Maybe it was the dunk competition. You know, and it's not even your it's not even your diet. Who the hell knows? Maybe it was All the right. skills Dominic competition. Wilkins. It made me sick. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, Dak signs his big deal. We talked about that yesterday, but is there now an inherent pressure on him? We'll talk about that. In just a moment, stick around. We're back in three minutes and 30 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. By the way, the weekend, despite having a uh, performance that people didn't love at the Super Bowl, got the Super Bowl bump 
his album that had, he hadn't had an album out in a year, and the album went crazy on uh, on Apple Music and Spotify and all these uh, music apps. So he still got the bump. So good for him. Uh, real quick, speaking of football, and I know we got to get to the phones here because a lot of people want to talk about this Montrezl Harrell stuff we were discussing in their and the fit. And there's this German news outlet reporting that Schroeder's going to get an extension and that Harrell could be on the trade block. None of it is corroborated, but stuff has happened like that before overseas and then uh, percolates uh, over here, and the news eventually gets here uh, sort of uh, in a timely fashion. So who knows if it's true or not. But real quick on football. So Dak Prescott signed his deal yesterday. We talked about it near the top of the show yesterday. But I feel like now, Cap, there is an inherent pressure um, on Dak Prescott. It is Super Bowl or bust when you sign those big deals because of the way – the salary cap is orchestrated. So, Elsie, you brought up a, a, a great point, and I, I, I want to start with Cap real quick on this. Is, well, first, actually, Cap, let me start here. Do you also believe it is Super Bowl or bust now for Dak and the Cowboys? Well, I think that when you've put this kind of money into a player, you have an expectation that you're going to be better than an 8-8 eight eight football team. Right. Listen, I, I said this yesterday. I'm happy for the kid to get paid, yes. okay? But I still think that coming off the kind of injury he's coming off of, this is a monster risk for the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones, in the final analysis, looks like he really lost because he could have signed Dak last year for less than what he's signing him for this oh, year. Two years ago, for that yeah. matter. <laughs> and, he, and he really looks like the Cowboys just didn't have any sort of a plan, which makes you question why they didn't sign him previous to this. But yeah. now coming off the injury, it is such a huge monster risk as I see it. But, yeah, when you say Super Bowl or bust, it's Super Bowl or bust for, for Dak, for the Cowboys, the same way it's Super Bowl or bust for Matt Stafford, uh, Sean McVay, and the Rams. It's, it's Super Bowl or bust as teams are making moves, whether to keep a quarterback or to get somebody else. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, when you go back and you look at the quotes for Mike McCarthy, uh, he said it was Super Bowl or bust last year. Right. Jeez. Really? In year one? So I'm going to say this isn't Super Bowl or bust for the, for the Cowboys, in part because they have to know that there's a good chance Dak would not come back 100% immediately starting this season. And that right. maybe, the, maybe the Super Bowl actually is in the second year, but in order to get to the second year of this contract, you got to give him this contract today. Well, technically they franchised him for this year, so the contract extension starts next season. So to your point, LZ, while still paying him a boatload of cash. Still, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, they yeah, franchised but, him? That's, that's the, the technicality here? I believe that's the technicality. Because let me tell year. you something. If they franchised him, that means they're going to have to pay him upwards of like 30-something million dollars, $37 million this year, and that's going to count against the cap. And then next year, if the contract kicks in, if, if what we're saying is accurate, okay, I'll yeah. fact check. But the thing is... Is no, that, it's here. Schefter tweeted, Dallas okay. indeed placed its franchise tag okay. on Dak Prescott. Today. So so the salary cap next year is supposed to go from call it approximately 180 million this year upcoming yeah. to like like 250, 300, 400 cuz all these new television deals TV money, are on yeah. the verge of being cut and the networks are paying billions and billions more than they were already paying. So the owners, a guy like Jerry Jones could be signing Dak today and it seems like a crazy amount of money to some, but a year or two from now, Jerry's like, yeah, well, the salary cap went up so much, and look look what I, what I signed this guy for back then. Well, well, but that's why it's smart for Dak to get the four-year, because at 31, he can get another bite at the apple, and the money will be even crazier. All right, let's do this real quick. Uh, you know, 
Elsie, you brought this up earlier. You think it's Super Bowl or bust for a lot of teams, though, in the NFL, even though you don't think necessarily for the Cowboys. Let's do this real quick. Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl or bust, yes or no? No. Scott? Not yet. Not yet either, uh, because the quarterback is still very young. Uh, Which, by the way, should probably make us say yes, because they should probably try and get there before they have to pay him 40-something million. Yeah, but I still think they got a couple years with him, like, at that number. So there's that. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Looks like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No chance. No, you don't think Super Bowl or bust for them with Ben in his last season? I don't think so. I mean, if you say to me, is that the expectation? The expectations for them. Their expectation, yes. But are they going to get there? No chance. Oh, right. Okay. That's that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. You're right. I I did take that that in my own direction, didn't I? I just decided to go in my own direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl or bust? Yes? Yes. No. Really? Oh, why no? I thought we were going fast. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I put pause. I want to know why (laughs) no. Because why is it bust when you have like a 25-year-old quarterback? Man, but he's now in year three, like, like it's well, not like. he's an MVP. Yeah, and, and right. If you're, and if you're comparing yourself to, say, Kansas City. My bad. Right, he's, my bad. He's only 24. Who the hell says Super Bowl or bust with a 24-year-old quarterback? Man, but the rest of that team is getting, isn't getting young. Like, I, you know. Again, expectation. He's, he's expectation. Tw- yeah, expectation. You don't think their expectation is with the Super Bowl? You said or bust. So when I think or bust, it means that you're thinking about making major moves to break up your team. You failed. Everything's a disaster. Everyone's out on a chopping block. That's a bust to me. And okay. there's no way I'm busting on a 24-year-old quarterback that just won the MVP not too long ago. Right. My interpretation team- was Super Bowl or bust meant you either make it to the Super Bowl or, or it's a bad fail. season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad season. Yes, that's the way I, I would view it. But that's fine. Um, let, let's do it that way. It's either – it's pass or fail, basically, Super Bowl or bust. Cleveland Browns, cap. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns think that they're really now a Super Bowl team. They believe that. And, by the way, just as we're talking about all this Dak Prescott money, Baker Mayfield is sitting there also still on his rookie contract, finally with a good coach and a good coaching staff around him and some different expectations – Baker Mayfield's ready to get a $40 million-plus deal. And so, yeah, for Cleveland, it's now. you got to do it now. LZ? No. Yeah, I, I think their expectations are – I'm with Scott, but I, I don't think they'll make it. Yeah, but I, I, I do think that that's their expectation. If, Kansas if, City World – If okay. they're expecting to go to the Super Bowl when they just had their first playoff appearance in like 90 years, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, they thought they should have been there the year before, remember, so there's that. Um, I mean, not the Super Bowl, but the playoffs. Um, I, I don't think anyone in the South has that expectation. Kansas City, we all agree, yes, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Nobody else in the West, I don't think. Sorry, Raider fan. Uh, no one in the East other than Dallas, I think, because of the contract. Green Bay, we all agree, yes? Yes. You, you've got it. You've got in now, Green, Green Bay what you Green got Bay in LA. is the Super Bowl of bus team, in my opinion. Because they're old, Aaron's old, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's not old, but they drafted this kid, and if they fall short again, they may feel trading Aaron to shore up the rest of the roster is the way to go. Right, Tampa. We all agree, Super Bowl or bust. Yes. Yeah, yes. and it looks like they're talking yes. to Tom Brady about an extension. An extension. Yes. Yeah. Um, New Orleans Saints is the quarterback situation kind of put it up, make it murky. Yes or no? It, it it's, is not it's, Super Bowl or bust. Even it's, if it's Super Bowl or bust, back. it is Super Bowl or bust for them. 
Yeah, I don't see it. I don't th- Listen, I, I thought Drew Brees was coming back. I thought all these videos of him working out meant he's coming back. Um, and then other people said, no, the full head of hair means he's going into TV. I think Brees is going to retire. <laughs> and I don't, okay. think, I don't think that the Saints – I think the Saints are going to have to start really rebuilding. Okay. Would that um, be the bust? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I say I don't think they're I don't think they're Super Bowl. But you don't think they're going all in for the Super Bowl, is what you're saying? You're, they're no, just going to be stuck so. in cap hell. All right, Seattle Seahawks. Let's just assume Russell Wilson's there. Yes. Uh, I would say no. Oh, okay, Scott. I would say yes. I yeah, would say you got to repair this relationship, this Pete Carroll Russell Wilson relationship. The way to do it is get back to where they were. Um, Rams LZ. Yes or no? Yes. Yes, I agree. 100% yes. I mean, you're making this move. Jared Goff gone. uh, Other moves on the horizon, possibly. And you've gone out and gotten a veteran quarterback who's got all the stats but no wins, and he's the guy you decided on? Yeah. it's. Are we making this quick or not? I guess Yeah, come on, Cap. I'm trying to figure figure this out. (laughs) LZ, Arizona Cardinals. answer. Arizona Cardinals? Did you sign J.J. Watt? Would you stop? Would you stop? Okay, I'm asking. No. All right. Okay, <laughs> Cap. I'll make it quick. No. Yeah, no. San Francisco 49ers. Two no. years removed from the Super Bowl. No. Cap? No, they're not. And I'll, yeah. again, I can I can ramble or I can just make it quick. So, no. Quick. Okay, fair enough. All right, that's it. Super Bowl or bust. Let's go to the phones. 877-710-ESPN. We got people that want to chime in on this conversation we were having about Montrez Harrell. Uh, let me go to Brandon in Long Beach. What's up, Brandon? Hey guys, uh, big fan of the show. Um, just in regards to Montrez, I was skeptical at first, but I think he's been a great addition to the team. Um, when he's allowed to play his game, which is to be a beast in the paint, make hustle plays, and to be a source of energy, I do feel that the team does benefit. But if they ask him to be a rim protector and guard six eleven and seven foot centers, he's not going to be effective. So they need to understand his strengths and put him in positions to succeed. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's a yeah, solid I phone just, call. Yeah, I think the fit is weird, LZ. The fit was weird, to your point. Well, I mean, when AD's healthy and they're rolling, yeah, different he's, fit. he's perfect because yeah. he's a yeah. power forward. Right. Different fit. Right. <laughs> right. Different right. Fit. But, you know, I do remember when they signed him, like when you just looked, you know, at his, his career and his stats and you just looked him up, it said C for center. I'm like, center? Isn't that like 6'7"? So, yeah, it is kind of a strange fit. But, again, I just go back to what are all these cryptic tweets from Montrez, the story from German media that Schroeder is yeah. going to be signed and that, and, and that Montrez could be on the trading blocks and then these cryptic tweets. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone knows. You know, I think we're going to – unless we know how to read German. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I, I don't know. Let's go to Gregory in Pasadena. What's up, Gregory? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on. Yes, um, so what I what I think is going on with Trez is he was told by somebody in our organization he might be on the block, mm-hmm. and that probably you know made him upset a little. And to LD's comments, I was a little miffed on why we signed him as well. And um, if you guys remember, Joke absolutely torched him in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and he he could not handle him whatsoever. So. You know, maybe he's on the block, and if he is on the block, hopefully it's for somebody like super big, maybe Bradley Bill big. Uh, Greg, uh, thank thought. you for the call, buddy. I, I don't think Bradley Bill's getting moved um, this season. 
I think it, you know, maybe in the offseason or something like that, but I, I don't see that happening right now. But when you're cryptic, uh, you know, you start guys like me start reading into things. So when yeah. when when he said something to the effect of, you know, I'm not trusting people or I, I got to go back and read the tweet because that's not even close to accurate. But yeah. I wonder to myself, like, OK, did he think he was coming to play with LeBron and he was LeBron's guy? And then the all star break happens and LeBron goes to Atlanta and he's starting to hear the rumors. And now he's like. Oh man, I thought I was with LeBron. I thought I was cool. I thought I was good, and and now maybe he's feeling like, man, I feel like LeBron's kind of let me down. I mean, I, now I got to read in Montrez. I got to read in, and now I got to just start making stuff up in my own head. Okay, so here are the tweets. The first one's March seventh. This All Star break has really showed me a lot in life. In caps. Uh, then he tweeted out four hours ago. Think it's time to call it quits to everything and everyone, uh, which got people kind of freaked out about what he meant. And then he just tweeted 25 minutes ago this is the times i need you the most ma prayer hands hurts you not here for me just to call and laugh oh, so maybe man. something is going on oh, whether it's professional or sad. not something yeah. is going on right i mean that's fair to say yeah i mean it's easy to forget that um you know they're people yeah right real people and you know there are aspects to life being a famous basketball player that money simply can't cover for. And so, you know, he's clearly he's hurting and, you know, my, you know, prayers are, are up for him because, you know, anyone who's ever lost a loved one and is wrestling with, you know, that grief, you know, is they express it in different ways. And this is the way he's choosing to express it right now. Let me go to Bob, Eric real quick. Yeah, I'm sorry, ahead. go ahead, Cap. Well, I just last, you know, LZ, actually, you know, just for a second here, you know, you're right about that, though. We, I think a lot of people look at ball players or just rich people in general, and they think, well, they got money, so they should have happiness. And, Correct. Know, I, I can tell you, man, it is not, and I, I don't mean for myself, but I, my best friend went from broke, 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 poor to absolutely explosively ultra wealthy, and every time I talk to him, he tells me how miserable he is, and I'm like, how is that possible? But he is, and he's got yeah. everything he ever dreamt of. I mean, Money we, can't buy happiness all the time. Man. I mean, like, we you know, saw the yeah. Oprah interview. Right. 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 Like, yeah. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Let me grab Eric in L.A. Eric. Eric. Oh, hey, guys. I should call y'all champions. You know, everybody here is champion except Marcellus. But, uh, <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> Marcellus just got a drive-by. Hasn't been on this station in years. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. All right. So about Harold, last year was – I think that was his best year. Like, he hit his ceiling. He was close to 19 last year. Now he only averaging 13 with comparable minutes. He like a hustle guy. We we already got that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see where they look back – and thank you for the call, Eric um, – where they look back and just think the fit is weird. Let me grab one more before we go to break. Um, Ted and Whittier. Ted. Hey, guys. Uh, love the show. Thanks for having me on. Shout Thank out to you, Whittier. We got a lot of listeners out that way. You do darn right. Hey, listen, even when uh, AD's healthy, it's an odd fit because AD wants to be the four. He's like whipped potatoes. He's soft and creamy. He, he don't want to play that five. He wants to play the four. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think there's a disconnect. I'm trying to read between the weeds here. There's a disconnect in my mind between the general manager and the coach because last year we were super long with JaVale, Dwight, AD, and LeBron. Teams were fearing our height. Now we went to Paul Gasol and then Trez, 
and then they're they're playing him as everyone's been citing on the on the previous call. They've been playing him out of position. I think it, it, there's something going on there between those moves that were not made or players that we did not keep, and what's going on now. And we have no rim protection. That's been cited on the show many many times. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get off and let you uh, listen to what you guys have to say about that. I mean, there definitely seems to be, I don't know about a disconnect between the front office and the coach. I would just say a disconnect between the role for this particular player and the coach, right? Like, I think that there seems to be something perhaps to that. Um, now, that doesn't mean it can't be remedied, but at least it feels a little weird, particularly since AD's been out. All right, coming up next, we got big deal or no deal. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. A little time for some big deal or no deal. And the first one is going to come out of the NBA. Richard Deitch said that the NBA All-Star Game has got better ratings than Oprah, the Oprah interview with the Royals, among adults 18 to 34. George, is this a big deal or no deal? I think it's a big deal because I think that there was a lot of talk about the NBA losing the younger viewership because they weren't sticking around for games, that they were just basically catching up on social media or YouTube or whatever. So I think that the NBA standing out in what should be their core audience again, I think is uh, a good step for the league after having some of their ratings issues uh, over the last year or so since the pandemic. I think it's a big deal um, because there's been a lot of, Trying to think of the way to say this without getting fired. Uh, oh, jerks. Fired. Jerks. <laughs> jerks. Jerks. Okay. Jerks. There. The jerk seems nice and safe. Um, who have been trying to troll the league and its effort to try to make this world a better place by suggesting that its ratings were hurting because they were making these efforts. And so even though we know that golf and horse racing and hockey and tennis and all the sports – yeah, yeah. Suffered a dip. Uh, they hone in on these brothers trying to help make this world a better place. So I'm glad to see the numbers popped up. And I'm definitely glad to see that Oprah's name was mentioned because I just like whenever the NBA and Oprah are together in the same and, sentence. And, and can I jump in real quick before you go, Scott? The other part of the equation here is that 18 to 34-year-olds are probably not as interested in the Royals, uh, you know, as they would be uh, an NBA All-Star game. I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't, the story wasn't about the Royals, though. This this was about. Oh no no I agree, yeah, but I also yeah. think that demographic is going to be less interested in that. You know? But I gotta say, to me, this is not even a big deal. This is a monster huge deal. LZ talked about it. You know the the ratings were down, and what did people point to? Oh, the NBA has political messaging, so that has turned off one section of of the fan base. We all know who that section is supposed to be. So to, to have the All-Star game when LeBron comes out and says, I have no energy for it, and I'm not even sure why we're playing it, and to have these ratings that when we looked at Oprah's interview and said, wow, 17 million, that's a lot. That's like a game six of an NBA uh, Western Conference Finals. To find out that the All-Star game, particularly with that target demo of 18 to 34, did these kinds of numbers, it's a monster deal for the NBA, in my opinion. 
All right, so this one is disturbing. Myers Leonard has lost all of his gaming sponsorships after he yelled an an the anti-Semitic K-word during a live stream. And then he, he went on to apologize by saying that he didn't know what the word meant at the time. Scott, is this a big deal or no deal? Well, you might expect me to say it's a big deal because he used an anti-Semitic term and I'm the Jewish guy of the group. So you'd say, OK, big deal. Um, and then the stupidity of saying that I don't know what it means. But believe it or not, I think people can be stupid enough to not know what certain words mean. And because this guy is a complete and utter nobody that no one would have ever heard of if it wasn't for him recording himself while gaming and using an anti-Semitic term. I actually am going to say, believe it or not, no deal. I'm, I'm going to say no deal, too, because you're, for all the points you illustrated, and he's just a freaking idiot. Like, stop. Like, you're an idiot. Like, you're, like I don't buy anything that you're saying. Like, you're an idiot. Like, you said it with your chest. You said it with your chest, man. We saw the video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and, if, and by the way, shame on you if you used the word with your chest like that that you didn't know the meaning of. That's actually just as stupid, I think. I think it's a it's a huge deal because up until then, I had no idea there were companies that was willing to pay that man money to do anything. <laughs> Preach it. The idea that he has endorsements that he lost, and I'm sitting here going, how the hell did you get endorsements? They just giving money away? I'll can we be get a, some of that? Can we get some of that? Yeah, for real. All right, so on this date in 1997, Christopher Wallace, or as you know him, Scott, Notorious B.I.G., uh, was, gunned, was gunned down and killed as he left the party, very sadly, in Los Angeles. Um, LZ, is this a big deal or no deal? Come on, man. I mean, for real? Come on, dog. I, 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 couldn't, I could say big deal or big deal. I mean, big, biggie deal. How about that? Biggie deal. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Turn this up, please. Such a great song. See, um, what people need to understand is that he was our Dylan. He was our John Lennon. This was this brother was more than just a hip hop artist. He was a poet who was speaking yeah. the truth about what he was seeing, what he was experiencing in the streets, just like all those other greats who have won Pulitzers who have won Nobel Prizes for literature. Th that's where he belongs in that conversation. Yeah. Him and Tupac, for that matter. Him and Both. Pac, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would say a huge deal, obviously, uh, to all the points that you mentioned. By the way, you know what I think of when you say that story? Have you ever heard Amin tell the story about Shaq and, and that night? Yeah, I have. I have. It, he was supposed is, to be with them. Right. Well, right. no, Shaq told them, don't go. Amin says that Shaq told him, Scott and LZ, and LZ, you've heard it. Don't go to the party. And, he, and then he's like, I told them. You know, and it's like, come on, Shaq. Like, you know, first of all, I don't even know if to believe him. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he could have. Because oh, the story was that, you know, Grant Hill um, was at that party, right? Um, his wife is. Um, Tania. Yes, Tania, right. Um, so. So he was there, and then Shaq was like, yeah, I was supposed to be there. And I told them. I ran into them. At, so he said he ran into them somewhere on Sunset or whatever and said, I told them not to go. And I'm like, come, and everybody just looked at him like, come on, man. Like, you know that face that you're just like, really? Exactly. Just stop, dog. 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to always be about you. <laughs> right. Right. It's hard to believe it's uh, 1997, so we're talking 24 years ago. And I just find it sad when anybody yeah. is young and brilliant and talented and passionate and hardworking and successful, and they lose their life, however, for whatever reason. I mean, it's just... And now here we are, 24 years later, still talking about the music. LZ, all the things you just said about what Biggie represents to you, it, that makes this a really, really, really big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe, 24 years, well, man. Well, well, and I would say this, right? Much like some of the pioneers before him, I think what they did was, in, and, and Tupac talks about this a lot, right? Like, or talked about it a lot, how... Those artists introduced people from other cultures to the plight of African-Americans that they may not have been familiar with, right? Mm -hmm. And not only did they enjoy the music and the artistry of it, but also listen to the message. So I do think that those guys, particularly Biggie and Tupac uh, in that era, played a huge role in that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about how young he was, Pac, Fred Hampton, like – so many young prophets, man, whose voices were snatched so young for, you know, variety of reasons. You always wonder what would they say if they were alive today? I also yeah. think to myself how talented these guys were. And I mean, I just can come up with other names of other performers and artists who, who were lost, you know, so early. And you listen to their music and you go, gosh, man, that guy was 23, 24 years old when he wrote this stuff, when he recorded this. You're like, damn. That guy was deep thinking at that time. I was a 23-year-old little punk, man. Gosh. Yeah. Like, my son yeah. is 24. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. All right, that is Big Deal or No Deal. Thank you, Greg. Uh, coming up next, hey, man, the Dodgers are doing some things in spring trading that got me, uh, that have piqued my interest. We'll get into some of that coming up on the other side. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. Oh, yeah, a little Tupac right there. Mm-hmm. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano, LZ and Cap with you here. Final segment. Coming up next, the nighttime extravaganza after us with Travis and Sliwa. Mm -hmm. Man, there's so many songs in this catalog between those two dudes that we were just talking about. This is I mean, insane. They got it in, didn't they? Yeah, in a very a short lot. amount of time. Very yeah, yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, really Yeah, good I mean, stuff. I, I, you know, like for me, I like it all, you know, but like even just in, in rock and roll, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters, but you think about the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, and the fact that he was the drummer of Nirvana and that Kurt yeah. Cobain was gone, and you look at that catalog of music, and you're like, how did they produce this amount of content in that shorter period of time? And it was so deep thinking, and I'm not like the biggest Nirvana fan, but you're like, what were you doing at 1920 writing these lyrics? Crazy. So let me ask you this. Speaking of Foo Fighters, have you seen the uh, 
I mean, this is now goes away back, right? Like probably like five, six years. They did a docu-series on HBO for the Foo Fighters called Sonic Highways where they would grow and the guys would visit different cities mm-hmm. around the country and discuss kind of the heritage of their music. And they went to New Orleans and like uh, L.A., obviously, Chicago, um, all over the country, right? Like a bunch of different spots, D.C., Nashville, I guess Seattle, New York. No? Yeah. What's that? Seattle at some point, given the yeah, yeah, Seattle was one of them, right? So they did eight different episodes, eight different cities, and they just talked to the people who helped create the sounds of those cities, and it was very almost like eight individual documentaries, and they were like jamming with them, and it it was just like really well done. It's on HBO Max if you want to go back and watch it on demand, but if you like them that much, and and I'm not a huge Foo Fighters person, but I love music, and I just thought the documentary was so well done, the docuseries, that it it, it is worth your attention if you haven't seen it. And Dave is a very cerebral guy. Yeah. You know, I know that when you watch his videos – and you see him on stage, you think, oh, he's like just a rock and roller. And he's definitely a rock and roller. Yeah. But there's a he's he's got a lot going on in the inside too. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really well done. You should go back and watch it's from twenty fourteen. So it's actually almost wow, seven years old now. Uh but it's really well done. So if you like the Foo Fighters, check that out. All right, real quick. Greg, we need yeah. to talk about number seventy here. Okay, Dodger guy. All right. Who, I this it was number, number seventy. Two. Yeah. Who what's that? I thought it was number two we were talking about. No, no, we were. number no, we two. We were talking about Greg. number two earlier. Yeah, great. Right, we, we were. Right. But oh. but I don't need to talk about number seventy. I don't even know dude's name. But number seventy is balling right now for the Dodgers because every time I watch the Dodgers, he is hitting a home run. Who is number seventy? And I love the fact that he's wearing number seventy, and he will be identified as number seventy because it's such a strange number. But give me the lowdown on number seventy. Number 70 is DJ Peters. He is an outfielder that it has a ton, a ton of power. And he's been showing it throughout this entire spring training. Um, he has had some defensive issues in the past, so that's why he hasn't really made it all the way up of the majors yet. But he's just about ready. Uh, DJ Peters is going to be a name you're going to be hearing a lot of, especially this year. Are there initials? DJ. I don't know what it stands for. Okay. <laughs> I can find out real fast. I mean, you're supposed to be our Dodger guy, our insider. I don't know. I think it's just DJ. I, th- I think it is just DJ. I mean, it could be. Well, you know, I've never really asked, and this is probably an awkward time to Glendora, do so. from Glendora, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah? This is probably an awkward time to ask this question, but um, LZ, what's LZ stand for? Uh, they're not initials. So there you have it. See? Now that, now that is interesting. LZ is just LZ, and now we're asking if DJ stands for just DJ or if there's some D and some J. Okay, so Baseball Reference has told us his full name is Donald Scott Peters, so I would imagine he's like a Donald Jr. is my guess, hence DJ. Yeah, that would make sense because everything everything I was seeing was just DJ, but there it is, full name Donald Scott Peters. Yeah, he's from Glendora. Wow, there you go. Number 70, huh? He's an offensive lineman, this guy? (laughs) <laughs> he is man he's hitting the ball out the yard every time i walk every time i turn on as sports in la it's crazy you know what's also crazy he's got a picture of him macking on a young lady on his twitter feed and then <laughs> and there's a there's a there's an ig uh you know link and you push on it and it says uh does not exist oh so i'm like well is she real or not Right. Because it says it's got a heart next to it. But when you push it, 
-hmm. It says it doesn't exist. Uh oh. I got questions, DJ. We got an investigative report here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that was me trying to peep out to see how hot his girl was. (laughs) I can understand that. I look at that. I mean, I oh, not his girl, his wife. He just got married January of this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real quick, by the way, there was this story out there today about the Dodgers and the Padres, right? Which, look, we get it. They're not the rival, the natural rivals, the Giants. We all know that. But baseball is going to be focused, hyper-focused on these two teams. And, Scott, you you saw the story, too, um, about the Padres. Now, you're very familiar with that organization. Apparently trying to shut out Dodger fans when they do open up Petco Park? Well, not apparently. I mean, blatantly. Um Although I will say this, the way the story was reported this afternoon by the L.A. Times made it seem like the Padres were intentionally going out of their way. But what they did was they quoted the Padres president saying, yeah, look, we've got 10,000 people we can let into the games. We've got X number of people that are season ticket holders. Those are the people that are getting the tickets. We're not going to sell individual game tickets. And then the L.A. Times took it as, well, Okay, that means Dodger fans can't go. You're shutting Dodger fans out. And I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. But I will say this. You ready? Just just one little piece of history. You'll love this. Yeah. Uh-huh. When the Padres were terrible, which was only like two years ago, right? they had an owner by the name of Ron Fowler. He's no longer the face of ownership. Now it's Peter Seidler, who's part of the um, O'Malley family, the original Dodgers. Right. So uh, Ron used to say when the Padres were terrible and the Dodger fans would overtake Petco Park, and they'd cheer for Adrian Gonzalez. The whole stadium would cheer for Adrian Gonzalez. I'm like, yo, he's with the Dodgers now. Like, yeah, but he's from here. We love him. Uh, He would always say, let the Dodger fans come to San Diego. Let them spend their money in our ballpark. We'll take their money and eventually buy great players. Not exactly sure that's what's happened, but at least the Padres are now going to make this season interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, listen. There are teams that are insecure and we'll try to make sure that the opposing team doesn't show up. But I'm glad that I root for a team that understands our fan base is going to handle the business and we don't need any shenanigans to be rigging the system to prevent the opposing team's fan base from overrunning us in our own place. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it does. It sucks, man. When you yeah. uh, when you're the home team and the rival team takes oh, over man. your ballpark, yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is a terrible feeling. Oh, dude, yeah. the Chargers in Carson. Like, every game it felt like it was the other team's home game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, LZ, just be uh, be thankful that the Padres have no plans to move to L.A. anytime soon. You know, the Chargers moved, and then even the San Diego State football team played in Carson this past season. That would be a sin. That beautiful <laughs> Petco Stadium. Yeah, it's it is a beautiful place. stadium. Beautiful, I do man. like the stadium. Yeah. It is very nice. And I love the little thing in the outfield for like, you know, you, like the park area or whatever. Oh, you can great. run around mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It is a nice place to go it's watch a game. It's a nice place to watch a game. It'll actually be an interesting uh, place to watch a game when you're actually there to watch the game. <laughs> for all these years, they've been so bad that nobody went to watch the game. They went, they go, oh, there's a good tequila bar. Oh, there's yeah. craft beer over yeah. here. Oh, there's really good food over here. Nobody went to watch the freaking games. Because I will say this, I did go and see a Dodger game when I did go down to San Diego a number of years ago. <laughs> so I, I, I did go to San Diego for the weekend, and the Dodgers were playing, and I took my wife and kids, and then my wife uh, and Kate was one kid at the time. They, they, she was too little. She wasn't into it, so she left. I stuck around for a few more minutes, and they played in the park, and I stuck around watching a couple more innings, and then I left. But well, yeah, Apparently like, you're shut out now, pal. Now that's it. It's over. The LA Times, LZ. 
Defend the LA Times there. I don't feel the need to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that was like a little just misleading because, there. Just because my colleague has misinterpreted what we were saying <laughs> does not mean that I need to now defend my fine publication. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a second there. What's going on there? That is too funny. So well, it's Bergman, who else? The same paper, by the way. The L.A. Times and the San Diego Union Tribune. I mean, at this stage of the game, I mean, it's really just just the only difference is they put the different names of the towns. Otherwise, the content's pretty much all the same. Yeah, it is very similar. Greg, who else should be we? Who else should we be watching out for? Who's the next number seventy? <laughs> the next Peter. number seventy. Well, Gavin Lux has actually been playing pretty well this year, but there's a yeah, guy. Yeah, but everybody Tony. knows him. Like, give me a, an obscure guy to watch. An obscure guy to watch would be Sheldon Noisy. Sheldon Noisy is having Inc. as a what a great a good, name. Yeah, it's a, it is a good name. It's spelled N E U S E, but he is Noisy. A, he's a, yeah, he but he he's an infielder and he's been yeah. getting a hold of some well. He's got a he's got a couple home runs, he's got a couple hits, and batting right. right around four hundred. So right. a guy to be watching out. There you go. Yep. Noisy, get noisy, LZ. Noisy. I feel quite noisy already. Lovely, right. Sheldon. Yeah. Excellent work, LZ, as always. You too, brother. Scott, excellent work. So much love to you guys, to our entire squad, and all the 710 listeners. Uh, Greg, great job. Uh, Brawny, thank you for filling in. Great job, as always. Travis and Sliwa are up next. Have a great night. See you.